I'm Toby M. Schreier, an artist and printmaker. I'm Corinne Cunningham, a writer. As siblings growing up together in Seacoast, New England, and now from opposite sides of the Atlantic, we've listened to and supported each other through the ups and downs of our artistic endeavors. We thought you might like to listen in to our conversations about creativity and process. And so we've created this podcast, Ink from the Embers, our musings on the roots and growth of creativity. We hope you enjoy listening in. Hello, everybody. Toby here. A while back, Corinne and I hatched a crazy idea. And those that have been following Ink from the Embers on Instagram and also following both Corinne and I on Instagram may have gotten tidbits or even seen some of the output from this. We decided to go on retreats. Together, but separately. So during the same week, Corinne took three days and wrote in her cabin. And I went off to Lausanne and painted for five days straight in the Zoological Museum there. And we both recorded audio diaries of our process. So in this episode, we'll share those audio diaries. And that runs nearly an hour. So next week, we won't even make you wait two weeks, but next week, you'll be able to listen to our conversations about our experiences from our retreats that we performed during the same week. So thanks for listening. Enjoy. Audio Diary, Day 1, Part 0. Introduction, I, I suppose. I am on the train to Lausanne, and I am quite a bit nervous about the next week. I'm excited, but nervous. I think the big part is maintaining the energy, because normally when I go paint in a museum, it's a one-day or maybe a two-day two day thing. But here I'm going to be painting all day for five days. That's a lot of energy to keep up, and that's kind of my biggest concern is keeping that that focus, that energy, and staying in it. But what I'm really looking forward to is being in that painting mode, being in that creative mode for five days without really big interruptions other than finding food, which, hey, there are grocery stores, there are restaurants, it's not that difficult. Um, Dust off my rusty French and default English when I have to, and we'll be fine. But yeah, I'm an hour and a half out, and that's kind of where my thoughts are. Looking forward to getting back into painting, because I haven't painted for quite some time now. So, we'll, we'll, we'll again shoot for the two paintings a day or so, see how they roll out. Because I normally default to three-hour paintings when I'm in the museum. Not really sure what to search out for subjects, but we'll see what catches my attention while we're there. And now I might grab or gravitate towards towards the birds again. Do some studies that might be helpful for the Birds of Willis Holfen series. But we'll see, we'll see where it goes. And I'll check back in tonight after after day one is goodbye. Complete juice job. Hello, it's Corinne. It's November 2nd, the night before I'm 
embarking on my retreat. I wanted to share with you all a little of the prep work, a little bit of what my hopes are um, for the retreat and what my plans are. So what worked for, or what I hope will work for me and my family, um, is I am going to spend the next three days mostly at our cabin, which is about a five minute walk from the house. There's no electricity, no bathroom. It's pretty rustic. Um, so I will be coming back to the house for bathroom breaks, for meals, and for sleeping. Um, my plan is to head out in the morning, spend some time journaling, spend some time exploring a new story idea that I have. Um, I'm taking with me some outlining books that I've used before. Um, also the DIY MFA book that I've read through a couple years ago, but I could definitely, um, use some refreshers. Um, I don't even remember what exactly the book covers, but I know that it's one that I think I need to, um, to explore again. Um, so for prep work, I, because I homeschool my kids, um, right now is not a great time to take a week off school wise for them. So I did have to go through and kind of prep their schoolwork, um, get everybody on the same page in terms of their schedules, their online co-op that they're participating in, um, kind of write up a chore list for them to help out with, um, the stuff that I do, because one of my biggest, um, fears, not fears, one of the things that I, I think makes re-entry after taking some time away from the house easier is knowing that, um, I won't have to play catch up, um, with housework that I normally do that might just, you know, Lucas is still working. The kids have their stuff to do. It's not, um, stuff that they necessarily know to, to pick up unless I tell them that I'm putting it down for them to pick up. Um, so they're also going to be taking care of dinners. So I don't have to think about any of that. So there was some meal planning involved, um, all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I haven't spent that much time writing for a long time. I've spent you know, an hour here and there every day. Um, but this is going to be basically from about 10 o'clock until in the morning until five o'clock in the evening and still trying to protect my, um, mental space after, you know, I'm not going to be coming home and making dinner and jumping into family life. I'm really going to make a concerted effort to come home, eat dinner with my family, but then, decompress and stay quiet and do some yoga, um, maybe take some hot baths to try to recreate a real, um, rest to go along with this retreat because my brain's going to be working. Um, but it's also pretty luxurious to be able to spend that kind of time by myself. Um, and I want to tend to myself in all of the ways that make me feel nurtured. Um, so, so yeah, so that's my plan. Um, those are my hopes for the week. 
well, I guess my big hope is to have um, somewhat of an idea of what I want to work on after the week is up. Um, those who have listened to the podcast for a while have kind of listened to me, you know, waffle on whether I should continue with the draft that I had started in the spring or completed in the spring. Um, I've been working on some prompt work. Um, I just, yeah, I'm at a place where we moved. It's a big transition. It's an ongoing transition still. And I'm just not sure what creative project, um, or creative work will best fit my needs right now. Um, whether it's a novel or just continuing journaling and continuing some prompt work and just playing, or is it diving into a story that seems like it could be kind of fun. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I look forward to catching up, um, with this audio diary tomorrow after the first day of the retreat is done. So until then, bye. So, retreat, residency, audio diary, day one, end of the day. I'm sitting in my room at the Lausanne Youth Hostel. It's nice. There's a lot of concrete. There's a lot of green. There's a lot of orange. Mustard yellow, orange, and pea green. It's hideous, but it's nice and cozy. Regardless of the aesthetics of my room, it was a good day at the museum painting. I enjoy the museum. It's very it's a very classical, old-school zoological museum. Big cases with glass, wooden enclosures, a nice mix of nice specimens and kind of horribly bad, ugly specimens. Um, <clears throat> you have to laugh at some of the old ones, or not laugh, but it's the, oh, you can see the stitches. All right, cool. Or they have some of the skeletons set up, and they're just freaking metal. I mean, quite literally, they're, they are stapled together. The chest bones of the ostrich have giant metal staples coming out of them. That's like, that's badass. Didn't paint that, but anyway. I started off by painting painting a raccoon. It just had a nice specimen and a nice active pose. So I just started with with that, and that went really, really well. <clears throat> we'll edit that out, maybe. Uh, no, so it went well. I, I had decent issues with the with the sketching and just nailing down proportions. It was obvious I had not been doing a whole lot of drawing or painting or active field work. But that once that was finally dialed in, it went pretty well. I found myself needing to keep dial up the color intensity to make the browns not dead and flat and really liven it up. Um, I, I thought about putting in the label and making it very obvious it was a specimen, but I gave up and put in trees and made nice lighting and came out very, very nicely. I was pleased with it and it was, it's nice to be able to show a beautiful painting to the people that you're not 
quite on the same language level with because my French is horrendous and their English is very self-conscious. It's very They have very good English, but it's very self-conscious English. So it's nice to have art as a door opener. And my second work in the day, I painted a lion skeleton, or I painted the skull and had the skeleton in the background. Did that on toned paper with gouache, and that was... As usual with toned paper and gouache, I struggle with it. I get a nice result at the end, but gosh, there's a lot of swearing in between, and I suppose that's just part of painting for me. But it was good, and it was good energy throughout the day. I'm glad to be in, in the room and to have had a nice walk. Although come to find out after checking into the youth hostel, I get free bus tickets for my stay here, so... Woo! Free bus tickets. But I think for tomorrow, what I'm kind of excited about is to see where the momentum of doing comes in. Where I'm not shaking off the dust or figuring out where stuff is or how I draw things, where my practice is. If that routine builds up over the week, that's going to be really interesting for me to see. Um, and looking around the, the museum, there are really a lot of nice specimens. There are, again, a bunch of not-so-interesting and really amusingly hideous ones. Um, there was a Blaumeisa, a blue tit that was... It's actually in the stairwell, but it's a really nice pose and a nice specimen, so that might get painted, because I've been looking for a Blaumeisa. And they have a whole bunch of bird skeletons, which aren't very common to see. I mean, they even have one of a heron flying. So it's like, it's a skeleton of the whole bird, but the wing, they still have the primary feathers on. So it's actually really kind of bizarre. They, they have a whole bunch of like specimens in jars too. So that's tempting to go full on weird and Yes, the calf with two heads is getting painted some po- at some point this week because that's, it's just so cute. It's like double the cute. It's got two heads. Um, but no, so I'm feeling much less nervous now and the staff is really friendly and Lausanne is a beautiful, nice city. It's really comfortable here. I enjoy it. And yeah, so onwards and we'll see what gets painted and how I feel about what I've painted tomorrow. Ciao. Tschüss. Guten Abend. It's November 3rd at about 4 p.m. The sun is just starting to go down a little bit and the light in the cabin is definitely changing and shifting. Um, It's the end of my first day of writing retreat, and it was a good day. I came out about 10 o'clock, did some journaling, did some reading, uh, and then I started to go through my prompt work that I had done all last month. And as I had handwritten all of my writing, I went through and typed it all up and um, tried to see threads and connect some dots and um, 
see what different themes were consistent in my work and obviously things that I want to write about and things that interest me. It always takes longer than I think it should (laughs) to type up all of those things. So um, it took me just about three hours to get through all of that Um, uninterrupted, really just being out here alone. It was really helpful. Um, and there is one that I want to probe at and dig deeper on and that I'm excited to ask questions about these new characters that are, you know, trying to be heard. So tomorrow my goal is to kind of do the same thing, come out, start the day with some journaling, um, maybe some reading and, um, and really dig into dig into this new story, whether that means doing questions um, that are included in outlining your novel, that book. Um, I've been also looking at DIY MFA by Gabriela Pereira, um, and she has some really good tips on beginning your story, like when you just have a concept in mind and um, how to start digging deeper. Um, So I'm just trying to keep a playful attitude about it all and see what happens. Um, Yeah, I've got about another hour out here before I want to head home. Um, My computer's dying though, since there's no electricity out here. I um, wanted to hop on and do this audio diary before. So the next hour or so, I'd like to do a little bit more reading. I have some knitting with me and just kind of chill out a bit before going back up to the house where I know there's a dinner of um, homemade waffles waiting for me, um, which is pretty awesome. And it'll be a quiet night tonight and come back and get started again tomorrow. So I'm excited to see what tomorrow brings. So, cheers. Day two of the retreat. uh, Residency. There we go. That long pause is a good descriptor of my mental state right now. So I went to the museum this morning thinking uh, I might do something cute. Energy was high. And I was walking around and I was like, oh no, man, this dissected crow in a glass jar of alcohol formaldehyde. That's what's calling to me. Yeah. And so that was five hours worth of painting. Normally I do two, three hour paintings, but yeah, this was a, this was a long one. Cause if you think birds are complicated to draw, just wait till you try to draw the insides. There's a lot going on in there. It was really a fascinating process, just from anatomical-wise, it was fascinating, but also to watch myself. Because on a certain point, it was like, oh man, I just want the day to be over. I, I want myself to have to stop. On the other part, it was like, oh man, I wanted to be working on a bigger piece of paper. I wanted to be able to zoom in on the details. I wanted to really be able to sink my teeth into it. And like 
really dive into all the crazy details. And it was really cool how it was very vague at the beginning. I mean, I did a good drawing, not crazy, crazy detailed drawing, but got every all the proportions in. Okay, this clump of organs is this shape and over here and this size and this clump of organs and that bone is there. Kind of grim, kind of macabre, but hey, that's me. But then to have it all really come together at the end. I mean, it's not... This isn't a anatomy textbook illustration by any means. It's accurate, but not closely detailed. But the, the feeling is right. The lighting is good. It is a specimen in a jar. It looks like a specimen in a jar on a shelf in a museum. So it's the, the lighting, the feel, the atmosphere of it is... I was pleased. I was pleased with that. Again, the details of it... I would have loved to be able to get the little tags in, like labeling all, all the organs in there, but I'm just... That was too small. I would have needed a, a paper about four or five time, times the size to really be able to, to get in there. I also don't have any really good small brushes that I brought with me, so I'm kicking myself for that. Um, but yeah, because I don't really don't use really small brushes, but I, I, I was missing them today. But yeah, it was really exhausting. My feet hurt. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into this, this beer that I picked up. It's a local beer. Semi-local. It's Swiss. Dr. Gab's. It's delicious. Prost. Um, but yeah, after five hours, I was so done. And I figured, okay, I'm done with this painting. It's at a good point. If I push it any further, I'll screw it up. Okay, I'm done. All right, the, the museum's open for another hour. I've only done five hours. I, sh I can go do something else in. So, you know, I put some of the stuff in the locker and had the stool and I sat down in front of a goose. And then I just got up and left. I was done. It's like, no, I'm sorry, goose. Not today. I'm done. Because that thought of I've only done five hours. I've only been full in concentration on my feet lost in a bird's innards, so to speak, for five hours. And that's... That, uh, that's the thing total Irsen, that's crazy. Only five hours. Dude, that's five hours, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I know people do it for longer, but I'm used to maxing out at three. This is nearly twice as long, so it's all good. It's all good. It was just really interesting to watch my mental process on. It's just five hours. You can work longer. Even if the work didn't need it, and even if... Or with that statement, I was ignoring the fact that I was already toast. And that the work that was going to happen if I continued going wasn't... 
it's not even that it would have been good work. It just it wouldn't have brought me anywhere other than frustration land. Because that's a place, and I spent a lot of time there, and I didn't need to today. So I stopped, and that's good. And I have a lovely painting of a crow in a jar. Yeah. So, good evening. I'll be interested to see what happens tomorrow. I think it's going to be cuter and fluffier and uh, a little more pretty, perhaps, for, for people. I think the crow in the jar is quite pretty, but then again, I have an odd sense of aesthetics, and I find that to be interesting. So anyway, tschüss, ciao, bis morgen. So welcome to evening number three of my audio diaries for my retreat residency in Lausanne at the Zoological Museum in the Palais de Romine. Today was a good day. Rough start. I wanted to lie in bed much longer than I ended up lying in bed, but I still showed up earlier than the museum opened, so that was, that was good. But it was a rough start to the day but it was a good day of painting. Um, I got two paintings and a graphite sketch done. I started off the day with a Blaumeise, a blue tit that's uh, in a vitrine with a nice winter scene. That, that went really, really nicely. Um, after the five-hour bird in a jar from yesterday, it was nice to paint the outsides of a bird and a bird with an active pose and really to be able to concentrate on the lighting and the the feel of it and yeah just bringing life to the specimen rather than a specimen that's dissected in a jar it went so quickly and smoothly it was really nice to feel that and really nice to see that coming together on the page so that that just felt really great and I'm looking at the painting now, and it's just, it's, it's a nice, nice image of a, of a cute little bird. And then in the afternoon, I came back and tried out a new brush, a small wash brush um, that holds a lot of water and it can do really big washes, but it can also come to a really fine point. It worked really well, uh, especially for the subject of my second painting, which was a, a calf with two heads. Monstre a deux têtes. Yes, um, it was adorable. It was nice. Um, I mean, cows and calves are kind of big, chunky forms, but still had a lot of personality in the in the heads because again, there were two of them. Um, but that was really, again, interesting trying to bring color into this specimen that's been kind of bleached out in a cabinet for decades and trying to bring that life and some light and some airiness to it. Um, so now that was another really good painting. It got in the forms really quickly with the brush and it was loose and free and had a really good vibe to it and then was able to come in and put details in and went a little overboard with the writing up a little plaque with the Vue, Monstre Adutet's label on there just because it's that was cool. That was a nice little distraction. And one of the most interesting things about today for me was 
kind of the push and pull between filling the day, putting in the hours. I'm here to paint. I said I was going to be here from the opening of the museum to the close of the museum. I'm going to paint for all this time. That pull and then the pull of, is this, is this painting done? Does it need more? Because in both the Blaumeise and the little monster with two heads, it went well, it went smoothly, it had a good flow to it, and it went quickly. So, I mean, the Blaumeise, that was a two-hour painting. I think I fiddled for two and a half and then said, okay, lunch. But it went quickly, and I felt like, it was like I should be spending three hours on this. So to see my own mental process of taking that descriptive, oh, I usually spend about three hours on a painting, to that almost proscriptive feeling. It's like, I should be spending three hours on a painting. And then it kind of happened again with the, with the calf, because it got to a point where, oh man, it's done. It's feeling good. It's like, it's only been two and a half hours. What, what, what do I do? I, I was going to spend three hours on this, or maybe I was short with the first one, so maybe I should be spending longer on this. At that point, I just was like, okay, sign it, put it away, and just pull out this, the sketchbook, like uh, not the watercolor sketchbook, but just graphite pencil sketchbook, a few erasers, go sit on the stool. and So I drew an egret for, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, and that was fun and kind of free. So that was nice to get to find that free feeling again. But really interesting to have observed me putting up walls and expectations of what I should be getting done. And it's like, as long as I'm painting or drawing or sketching, it doesn't matter how long I'm spending on one thing. I mean, I could do 10 paintings a day if I wanted to. I, mean, I don't know what they'd look like. That be could be kind of interesting, could be kind of messy. Or like yesterday, I could spend all day on one painting. That's totally acceptable. There are no prerequisites here. Just, just the preconceptions and expectations I have in my head. So that was, that was interesting to see those come up. That was the big thing of my day, of just having fun with the flow, falling in love with a new brush. I think there might be more of these wash brushes in my future, and. Uh, fighting with what I thought I should be doing instead of actually just doing. Yeah. So that's, that was day three in a nutshell. Thanks for listening in and we'll chat again tomorrow. Bonne nuit. It's day two, November 4th. It's now about 4.30 and I'm winding down for the day. This morning was chilly, to say the least. Um, It was a frosty morning. The whole world looked like it was covered in in a crystallized layer, and it was beautiful. Um, I got out to the cabin this morning and did um, some journaling, did some reading like yesterday. And in the afternoon... I finally dove into um, a new notebook and poured all of my thoughts 
that I've had about this new potential story and all of the, you know, meandering thoughts that I had had over the past, um, week or so about it. And, um, yeah, I did some free writing on characters. I did a lot of what if questions. I, um, pulled out my Oracle cards and did a couple spreads to see if I could, um, find any inspiration within, um, within those cards. And so I just had, had, I had fun with it. Um, and so much fun that I needed to take a nap this afternoon. <laughs> we have a propane stove here. So we don't have electricity, but we do have the stove. So it was pretty warm. And I had spent a good bit of time, you know, really racking my brain about where the story could possibly go, how things could connect, how characters could connect. And um, and I was just exhausted. So there was a sunbeam on the floor, and um, I thought, I'm just going to curl up like a cat and take a nap. Um it wasn't totally restful. It was one of those naps where, you know, your brain is still working. Um, I quite literally daydreamed about the story and woke up, um, feeling kind of refreshed, but more so having more ideas because I had allowed my mind and my creative brain space to marinate with certain things. Um, and I think that's an important, that's a really important thing to talk about in terms of retreat, because I know for myself, so often I think about, well, what can I get done during this retreat? What can I do during these days? How do I quantify and how do I um, justify this time, right? But the thing is, at this stage of the work, and at many stages of the work, when you're writing a book, when you're writing anything, when you're creating anything, you need time to rest. You need time to be quiet, to be able to hear, to hear what the story needs, to hear what you really think about things. You need time to let things simmer so that you can make connections that you might otherwise just not be able to force um, just by giving it time. So, so yeah, I feel very lucky to have had that space today. And, um, even though I can't quantify what I did during that time, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that this retreat was meant to write so many hundreds of words or thousands of words. That's not the goal right now. Right now is just to have a concept to start. You know, I haven't written the first sentence of this story, but it's starting to really come together in my mind. There's a picture that's being knit together. There's um, themes that I want to explore. And so I'm writing all of those things down. And um, yeah, it's kind of, I forget how much fun this part of the process is. And um, yeah, so I think it was a good afternoon and I look forward to doing more tomorrow. Um, yeah, talk to you later. So day four of the retreat it was an interesting start to the day at the museum because I kind of wandered through both halves of it, both wings and 
just didn't know what to paint. I sat down a few times, and oh, maybe this, maybe that. I just couldn't make up my mind. I wasn't feeling called to anything. And I wanted to paint something, but nothing really stuck. So, so I'd seen an aura, you know, a, a big blue parrot. I was like, oh, maybe that, and wandered away and still couldn't make up my mind. And that was the only thing that stuck. So eventually I came back and painted that. But it was just an interesting half hour where I was just kind of wandering around without a focus, without a without a call. But as soon as I got paint, painting, I just settled in and I knew what, what I was going to do. That was also interesting painting the aura because I normally gravitate towards muted earth colors and the parrot is very bright blue, bright yellow, bright yellows into orange. So it was interesting to try to maintain those colors and also knowing that keeping those colors would be pushing my technical abilities because I tend to work in many layers and go back and do things and to get really bright, intense colors and watercolor, it's really one or two layers seems to, maybe three or four if you know what you're doing and you can plan out your colors just so that the paper can, the light of the paper can still come through and illuminate the pigments. So yeah, that didn't happen with the auto and you know, it has a huge long tail, so the bird itself ended up being pretty small on the page. So felt it was it's an interesting image. I dig it. Um, it's not so not really one of my favorites. It's it's not breathing. It's not so alive as I like some of my some of my work. But there you go. It was an interesting interesting experiment. And then I went and had lunch, and on my way down to the cafeteria area, I walked past the vitrine with the Einheimische Vogel, the uh, the native birds in it, and there's a pair of bullfinches, a male and a female, sitting next to each other. It's like, ah, that's what I'm going to paint in the afternoon. So that's that's what I did, and that was, that felt like home. It was really, really... It went well. It flowed well. It's very obvious to me that I spend a lot of time painting birds because, gosh, it feels comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I've got the process down. Um, there were also very comfortable colors. Even when I just walked by, it was like, ah, I know. I That's the Caput Mortem and Iron Oxide Red. That's for the male. That's going to be the dominant color there. And for the females, like, okay, I've got browns and into, ooh, those are some nice blues coming through the feathers. I, I know where that's going to go. So it was, that was just a fun, nice process to spend a few hours painting those two birds. And also interesting that, you know, it's a male and female of the same bird. They have really similar forms, but the coloration is quite different. And the female is facing in the other direction, so I was able to paint the back and the wings of the female and more the bright red breast of the of the male bullfinch. 
So it's cool to be able to compare them and move back and forth. But yeah, was I think the interesting thing today was seeing what where I was comfortable and what pushed my boundaries. And even where I knew I was pushing my boundaries, it's like, ah, oh, I know what I should be doing to get this effect. But going back into my other habits anyway. But it was cool to try and make that work. And also cool to figure out, okay, the next time I would do something like this, I would want a bigger page. I would want a more accurate drawing with, or more accurate drawing ahead of time so I could lay in my colors more confidently. I would do some color swatches on another piece of paper. So it's like, okay, have the colors lined up, mixed, and I can just drop in big, bright washes, and that's what the the auto would really need. So it was cool to figure out what would work by doing what worked differently. So it's not a bad painting. It's just not as bright and vibrant as I would have liked it, but it's still, still decent. Yeah, and today is the my last night staying here in Lausanne. Tomorrow night after painting, I will catch a train back to Zurich. And that feels good. Um, I'm looking forward to going back to Zurich. I'm looking forward to wrapping this up. I'm still looking forward to painting tomorrow. That's going to be nice, but I'm, I'm tired. My, my painting brain is well used. I'm, I've not painted this steadily ever. Um, I mean, maybe art school, but still that's, that was a different time and place. But no, so it's it's going well. I'm enjoying it. I'm pumping out some good work. And by that, I mean both the process and the finished piece at the end. I mean, I'm really enjoying all of it. But it's it's been a busy week. I was half planning on actually going out to a restaurant tonight. But after I left the museum, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like sitting in a loud area. I don't feel like actually ordering food from people. I'm... I'm just going to the grocery store and buying a sandwich and going through the self-checkout. I'm too tired to deal with anyone. I'm just going to go back to my room and talk to myself into a recorder. And that's what I've done. So that's it for this penultimate recording. And I will talk to you all on the train tomorrow. Cheers. Ciao. the third and final day of this writing retreat. It's November 5th. It's just after three o'clock in the afternoon and um, I'm about ready to call it quits for the day for these three days. Um, Today was more of the same. I started the day um, actually with more journaling time than I have. Um, Normally I stick to the you know, three pages of journaling, you know, morning page style. And I think I hit six today because I was thinking about how I want to really protect my writing life, um, moving forward in my writing time and, um, making it something that is easily, yeah, easily protected, but, you know, setting myself up for success as well, you know, maybe writing during, Um, not busy times of the day. And since I have two teenagers 
who like to sleep in, maybe I should be writing in the morning or I could be writing in the morning um, and using that time. So, um, so yeah, I had a lot on my mind about how to, how to protect my writing life. Um, mostly I guess from myself, because I think I was realizing that, um, how I treat my writing time is how other people decide how to treat it as well. So if I'm not, you know, firmly protecting it and my mind around it and creating firm boundaries, um, it would be hard to get other people to see those boundaries and to, um, to take them seriously too. So lots of things to think about on that, on that end. Um, and then I spent some time reading. Um, I've been reading the stories in Sarah Blackie's new book, um, Foxfire Wolfskin, maybe it's on, um, stories of women's transfer, transfer, transfiguration, something. Um, they're excellent stories, um, folk tales and whatnot. Um, super interesting. Um, I'm reading it in conjunction with, um, Amy Palco's book club on her Patreon. Um, and then this afternoon I have been really digging into this new story. Um, I filled almost half of my notebook, um, full of just any thoughts that I have connecting points, plot points, things that I want to hit digging deeper. And I think I'm actually, um, at the point where I kind of want to start drafting. And so I think that now's a good time to stop for the day and, you know, spend the weekend still kind of mulling over things, um, having that notebook close by and dig in next week. Um, maybe start drafting and start playing with words again like that in an official capacity on my, on my laptop because I've just been doing handwriting, um, after I, typed in all of those, um, all of those stories. But when I do the initial, like outlining and, and daydreaming kind of thing, I do like to handwrite things, um, and scrawl and make notes and draw arrows and all of that kind of thing. So, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I am, I am tired. My brain hurts. <laughs> um, I didn't sleep particularly well last night. Um, just, you know, just life. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for the weekend. I'm glad to have stuck with these three days to see, um, you know, what life is like kind of getting away from a little bit of the everyday. Um, I think I'll, I'm sure I'll talk with Toby about this when we kind of decompress, um, and talk through our experiences. Um, but but yeah, it's felt very much like I've gone to work for the day and then went home. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, you know, still all the dinners have been made for me. <laughs> My family is pretty fantastic. I haven't had to do any cleaning like I normally do. Like everything that I normally do got taken care of, which was awesome. But there's still... Um, edges around the day, you know, where it felt like, or it did not feel like a retreat from regular life. There were still bits of 
real life that crept in that I think is unavoidable when you sleep at your house with your kids, when you answer your phone, when you look at your emails. So I think that there were some really big lessons for me in this, in these three days. And, um, I'm excited to make some changes and, um, yeah, make some changes in my writing life so that I can, I can feel better about it. Um, yeah, I think that's all I want to say on that for right now. So it's been a good couple of days. The weather has been beautiful. It's still blustery November in Maine. Um, most of the leaves are off the trees because of the wind, uh, but it's beautiful. So on that note, I'm excited to hear what, what Toby went through um, on his retreat. So. So yeah, thanks for listening and all. So, this is the last audio journal entry of my retreat. I am actually walking home right now. It was a loud, crowded train ride from Lausanne to Zurich. Who knew? Saturday night, busy train. Woo, party. But, um, I think it's kind of nice that, uh, you guys are actually joining me on my last footsteps of this journey. So, thank you. Thank you. It's been nice. But today, it was, today was a good day of painting. It's been a whole, it's been five good days of painting, but... Today felt really good. I painted an owl and a tortoise, which sounds like something out of Aesop. But anyway, it was nice to really get lost in both the form of the owl, but also the uh, feather patterns. And yeah, that, that was a lot of fun because I stayed engaged through it. Um, Uh, kind of getting onto a thought of the day, but today was really a physical day. I noticed a lot about my body. My wrist was has been bugging me a little bit over the week, but more so today. And also my right shoulder is just tired, the muscles, from painting for five days. Painting is very physical. Standing, sitting, sketching, moving, gesturing. It's very... it's tiring. It's... It's funny to realize how much hard physical work painting is, and not just mental work. But there you go. But yes, I actually had to break for lunch and then come back to the owl, which was really cool to be able to stay engaged and stay focused through, through a break, through a longer break. And that worked well. And then I had, after I finished up with the owl, I'd walked by this tortoise a couple of times, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Because there were actually two, uh, two of this type of tortoise, I'm forgetting the name right now. Tortue Rayonne, in French. So you can look that up and find Latin with it, because I forget the Latin. 
regardless. I'd walked by the tortoise a few times and thought, oh, that'll be nice. That could be nice. And so I just ended the day with painting the tortoise, which is really fun with, because it has really fun kind of like starburst patterns on its shell in orange on dark. So it was fun experimenting with painting the lights and then really popping them out with the darks really drawing them in with the negative space and then adding happy little trees and some sunshine and you know some nice ultramarine blue in the shadows to make it look like it's the reflections or the backlighting of a blue sunny sky to try to give a little bit of outside joy to this specimen that's been living inside a box or well living inside a box ha ah. It's been inside a box for decades, so I wanted to make it look a little happier than it was. I think I succeeded. Sunshine, happy little trees. We all need happy little trees. But the retreat is over now. As I mentioned before, I'm on my last steps, nearly home now. What are my thoughts right now? It's good to be home. But it was a really good trip to just be able to get lost in the focus of painting and not really worry about anything else. I realized that even just being so locked into the mindset of painting, I didn't have mental room for anything else. I thought, oh, maybe I'll go to the art museum. Nope, didn't happen. Oh, maybe I'll find a nice restaurant. Nope, didn't happen. I just ate bread, cheese, and grocery store sandwiches for a week. That's good for my health, I'm sure. But really just the mental exhaustion of it was really remarkable to me. Um, yeah, part of that was with the language as well, because that's another energy draw to go and try to make sure that they can understand my English or try for French and but I think that was probably more to do with just general anxiety than energy levels as well. But no, really being able to focus for that long was nice. It kind of felt comfortable being able to see what felt good, what didn't, what was pushing my boundaries, what felt like home. Never really having to leave that mental space, that was was nice. But at the same point, it didn't feel all that alien. And I think that's a good sign that I'm that I can stay in a mental space pretty well, and that I have. It's not my, like my life is an artistic retreat, but I can drop into my creative space and stay there pretty pretty easily. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a good feeling to know that yes, this is something unusual, but it's not something terribly alien and that it feels good. And the clocks are chiming ten. And I'm just around the corner from home, so I'm going to leave it there that it was a good journey away 
It felt new. It felt challenging. Get a little wind noise there. But yeah, it felt new. It felt challenging. But it also didn't feel totally alien. It felt like I knew what I was doing. And it felt comfortable. And it felt like a good flow throughout all of it. But it's good to to be able to divide that up. I'm glad to be able to not have to be always on creatively. I'm not I'm glad I'm not always in this retreat mode where it's just art all the time. So yeah, I'm glad to be returning to normal life. And I'm looking forward to hearing Corinne's thoughts about how hers went. So we will talk with you soon. Thank you guys for listening to my ramblings on this journey. Cheers, tschüss, ciao. Gute Nacht. Thank you for listening in to our thoughts and conversations. Now, we'd love to hear from you. We're putting together a listener's questions episode, and we'd love for you to share your questions about creativity and our individual practices. We'd also love to hear about your stories, both the victories and the struggles with your own creative process. Send it over to our email address, info at inkfromtheembers.com, or DM us on Instagram, inkfromtheembers, with all the spaces being underscores. We look forward to bringing your voices into the podcast. Feel free to subscribe with your preferred podcast platform. You can connect with us using Instagram and Twitter and find out more information on us at our website. All links are shared in the show notes. All content, including music, audio, and rambling, is created by us, Corinne and Toby, at Inc. from the Embers.